You're listening to the 12 Days of Crusadeness 2020, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Bound Entertainment. Omaha Bound is your best choice for hardbinding those special comics in your collection. The guys over at Omaha Bound do only the best high-quality binding, and, and this might be the best part, they custom design every cover so every single hardcover they design is unique. In short, when you get your comics hardbound with Omaha Bound, you'll know that you have a truly one-of-a-kind collection. In addition to binding, they also sell special trade collections of hard-to-find comics. All this is available on their website, which is omahabound.com. Treat yourself in those special comics, right? Go to omahabound.com today. You know what, Jason? I think that since this is the month of December, that would make a wonderful Christmas gift for somebody to have their comic books bound for them. Now, obviously, they couldn't bind them in time for this Christmas, but they should probably be ready for next year. Or, you know, you got the Christmas stuff done. You know there's a birthday coming up. It's right around the corner. Mm, true. It's going to come sneaking up on you. Go ahead. Send that special collection for someone you love out to get Omaha Bound today. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three franchises, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Starman Starring. Hello, and welcome to the second day of the 12 Days of Crusademus for 2020, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusademus is our gift to the podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusademus will bring you a hidden gem of a comic series, brought to you either by one of our holly jolly co-hosts, or one of our podcast celebrity guests, until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. I'm your host for the second day of Crusademus, Jason Albrecht, the Christmas Weasel. And here are the other reindeers playing in my games. Enjoy to be for today's unwrapping, the Longbox Crusade. We'll open it up with the father of the Longbox Crusade himself, Pat DJ Cristados. How are you this Christmas season? Ho, 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 I'm having a good jolly old time here at the LBC headquarters. And I'm looking for some extra special reindeers to come with me today. Come out and play. We'll play some reindeer games. What kind of reindeer games do you like to play? Mm, pin the tail on the donkey. I got some reindeer games for you to play, <laughs> baby. <laughs> what sort of reindeer games do you have, Mary Jane? Yes. I play the pin of Mary Jane on the Delvin. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Someone's gotten into the punch too much already. I hope there's some penicillin in your stocking, though. And it's only day two, folks. I love day day. the other room. I'm going to go get it. Well, speaking of Delvin, 
How are you this uh, fine second day of Crusade, Miss Delvin? I'm fine for now. I mean, in a few in a few more minutes, I can't really, I can't vouch for. But for now, I'm doing great. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Jason. Nothing clever from me today, other than I hope that everyone's having a happy and uh, festive holiday season. Hey, hey, slop, slop, dis. Have you seen Mary Jane? I think that's pop, pop, hiss. Whatever. Uh, I, I have seen her. to me when I talk to you, lad. I'm sorry, Mr. Connery. Respect your elders. I, I will. I was raised better. I have seen Mary Jane, by the way, she, sir. Yes. She stole my weed box again. <laughs> you oh. gotta keep it locked up. Like, I mean, come on now. So no matter how hard I try, I just can't keep this thing organized. But let's try to keep it moving along. Let's go and speak to yard sale artist himself, Jared Albrick. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. I'm filled with the Christmas spirit. Last night, I was visited by three ghosts. The ghost of Christmas Pat. Mm-hmm. The ghost of Christmas President Weasel Skull. And mm-hmm. <laughs> the ghost of Christmas Future Web. Mm. They all look a lot like you guys. I uh, didn't really learn any lessons. A lot of these nuts jokes were tossed around. I don't know where I was going with this bit, but I'm happy to be back. All right. Happy Christmas to me. I... Yeah, sounds like one of our podcasts, really. Yeah. Yeah. That, that might have been what it was. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, who's that guy over there in the corner? Uh, yeah. He's eyeing me funny. Did you count the silverware? <laughs> What's your name, boy? I think he's talking to you, Dave. He's talking to you, Dave. <laughs> I said, what's your name? It's Dave Collins, the battle wagon. What was it before you changed it? <laughs> <laughs> it was the Christmas wagon, Dave Collins. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all Christmas season. I got an Academy Award for that. Yeah, he will be here all Christmas. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for that, Sean. Joining us around the fire with hot cocoa in hand is our special guest for this episode. You probably know him from his many guest appearances on Saturday Matinee Theater. He's got a lot of saves. And his catchphrase, you suck at fighting and you lie. (laughs) (laughs) It's David Collins, the Christmas wagon. How are you this fine second day of Crusade, Miss Dave? I'm doing great. Like you said, I've got my cocoa in hand. I've got my chestnuts roasting on this fire. I brought gifts of t-shirts for everybody with my catchphrase on them. It's going to be an awesome Christmas. <laughs> Mine's like small and tight, Dave. I thought we were going with some baggy stuff. So that way, you know, when it's cold on Mongo, they would help cover up the short shorts a little bit. No, no, no. That's for, I, I can't do that because that's my pant business. Oh, oh. My pant business there. So I, I got to get you in a tight shirt and some long pants. Ah. It's the opposite of what goes on on Mongo. Okay. All right. Um, all makes sense. So, Dave, one thing I learned last Crusade Miss is that if you complain for 12 episodes straight, you will eventually get the Christmas gift of your wish. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody may or may not have called you out on that as well. So, so just out of curiosity, is there a special gift that you might be looking for this holiday season? Absolutely no. I, I have nothing in mind. As long as I'm healthy and happy and the whole family's healthy and happy, I'm actually good, sir. That's pathetic. You got to ride in. Well, I think, that's, I think that's a great Christmas witch, man. So maybe <laughs> wow. maybe a, an wow. antidote to this coronavirus. This is a petty podcast. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, let me try again. Just being on here with you guys is gift enough. Oh, good answer. Good answer. I was going to say USS flag, but yours is good. Too. <laughs> I don't have room for a USS Dave, flag. 
You can't suck up and you lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good sucking up. I don't tell. That was pretty good sucking up. Though. Pretty good sucking up. Actually, anyway, a thing or two about it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Family show, Mary Jane. Family, Family show, Mary show. Jane. Got to keep it PG-13. So I see you have a little stocking in hand there. What do you, what do you have gift wrapped in that stocking, Dave? As you heard in the singing intro, today is Two Star Man Starring, which means we're unwrapping... Starman number two from 1988 DC comic series. Starman is a series that ran 45 issues from October of 1988 to April of 1992. Starman was created by writer Roger Stern and penciler Tom Lyle. Roger Stern has worked in comics since the 70s, working on everything from Spider-Man to Guardians of the Galaxy, while the late, great Tom Lyle had a fantastic career working on everything from Robin all the way to The Punisher. As you guys may know, we lost Tom in November of 2019. Does anybody have anything they'd like to say about him? Well, obviously, he was an amazing talent. I never got to meet the gentleman, but I understand a couple folks on the show did. And uh, Dave, why don't you regale us with a tale about old Tom? Oh, Tom's a great man. I actually just got a sketch from him last year Heroes Con. It was his last appearance and you could tell he wasn't feeling 100% but he was giving it all to the fans. He was always very gracious, spent a lot of time with everybody. Just a real warm human being. You don't know, just a great guy. He's actually one of the reasons I hung around for this series. I had met him multiple times and we talked about the character and he really had a passion for it and just a great man all the way around. I never, never met anybody that had anything bad to say about Tom. Can I ask you, who did you get a sketch of? Was it Starman? Actually, I got Starman a couple years ago on a cover of Zero Hour, but this past one was a Punisher in my Punisher book. Sorry, sir. Oh, well, that's still pretty cool. Now, Jared, uh, rumor has it that you met Tom as well. Any stories from you? I met Tom at Daytona Comic-Con in 2019. I had a table next to him, and I will I, I might have mentioned this on a previous episode, but it's, it's worth repeating. He's one of those creators that's a, a giant name, and you're just in awe to have a table next to him, to be honest with you. But he never made you feel like it. He made me feel absolutely welcome. He made me feel like an equal. He didn't talk down to me. He was immediately friendly. Jared, um, Jared, you are not his equal. No, I know that. I'm well aware. I know where, I'm not but in his league. The beauty is he made you feel that way. Yeah, no, no, I get the point. Yeah, he, the, the people like in. that are awesome. He absolutely welcomed me in, and I will always remember him for that. And he always liked to wear these very sort of uh, flamboyant and pastel colored shirts that oh, yeah. like, get a lot of excitement on them. And, uh, and he had a smile for everybody. So that's how I'm going to remember him. And uh, yeah, luckily I got to talk to him again at the same Heroes Con where Dave got his Punisher sketch. And again, he met me at one con prior. He recognized me, said what's up, had a smile for me. I mean, that's amazing. The guy has been an all-star as long as he has to take time out to, to treat the yard sale artist like he was somebody. I'll never forget it. Yeah, I guess that's really the one memory that I have is because you texted a photo of you and Tom and he was wearing that loud shirt. And, uh, <laughs> like I said, you know, I never met him, but you could just tell, you know, just look at somebody's face that he was really genuinely thrilled to be there. I mean, that picture really captured that moment. So. Yeah, I think it's good kind of remember uh, some of the greats that have left us. He is one of the main reasons I picked this book for this crusade. I had a lot of fun collecting this series over the years, but just a chance to maybe speak about him and remember him was one of the main reasons I chose this one. So, Tom, this one's for you. Here, here. Very cool. All right, so we'll get back to it. So there have been multiple Starman comics from DC over the years. This series focused on Will Payton. 
Will gained his powers by being struck by an energy beam while camping or hiking in the mountains near his home. The beam was originally intended for a group called the Power Elite. Will gained all the powers meant for the Power Elite, which included flight, super strength, firing bolts of energy, and some mild shape-shifting abilities which he used to disguise himself. The Power Elite will come in to play multiple times and will prove to be a hindrance to Starman over several issues. Some of the main reasons I love this book is the approach the creative team took. I enjoyed how they built his backstory and his supporting cast. As you see in this issue, his sister plays a big part in encouraging helping with Will's training. If anyone decides to carry on later issues, we'll see team-ups with Batman. Starman also takes place in the DC event Invasion. This is a series I actually collected one by one while box diving for many, many years. And it was a crusade of mine that I even brought in our good friend Kirk Spencer into as he was the person who found my very last issue for me to complete this run. Nice. Nice. Have any of you read Starman comics before? First of all, don't ever say anything nice about Kirk Spencer. Back to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. He's not a club member. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we can get him on, but maybe we can get him on. Have any of you read any Starman comics before, Delvin? I swear, every time that it starts with me, I answer the question, no. You would think that I've never read any comic book ever, <laughs> according to Crusade Mist- yeah. No. And you haven't. I haven't, apparently. Uh-huh. Transformers? You were the hell out of some Transformers. <laughs> Transformers and Amazing Spider-Man. That's about it, apparently. No, Dave, in answer to your question, I have not read Starman. I don't think I've read any Starman. I barely know anything about him. Jason? I seem to recall, didn't we do a Starman Crusademus? Or Not a Crusademus. No, it was a Longbox Crusade. A Longbox Crusade. Okay. Was I on that Longbox Crusade? It was with uh, Aaron Head Moss was on that one. Yes. We covered it. We were covering a different issue, but I covered a issue that Batman, I believe, showed up on. Right, right. It was yeah. like 10. I actually do remember that now that you say that, Pat. Yeah. yeah. So, so Dave read- answering, yes, I've read some Starman before. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Me too, Dave. Me too. <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember this at all. I don't remember. I, I can't remember if that... I, you were with us at the time. Maybe you just weren't on that show. Maybe. I don't I don't know. But anyway, I think it was a later volume, though, too, wasn't it? It was after this volume that we're reading now, the 88. This volume was the one we had on Longbox. It was, it like was issue, this volume? Yes. Yeah, it was, it was like issue 10, I want to say, of this run. Somewhere around Okay. There. Okay. Well, I, I vaguely remember Batman. reading that. Yes. I believe it was the Batman was and Black, Black, yep, Blockbuster showed up. Blockbuster 2. Yep. Electric Buster. <laughs> the Blockbuster Buster. Buster. <laughs> All right, so, Pat, we've already heard from you, Jared. Well, obviously, yeah, I read that one for the Longbox Crusade, and I'm proud to say that between your love for it and Aaron Moss's love for it, yep. I hit up my second and Charles when they had a buy five, get five, and I've probably got about 40 issues of this, maybe fewer, eh, Twenty between 20 and 40. How, how many did it run? Do we know? I think it's 42. Didn't I say that in the beginning? Oh, uh, you may have. I was not paying attention. He was uh, drawn again. I, I, I was drawn again. <laughs> 42. Okay, then I, I don't quite have a full run, so I'm betting I have about 35, 30 to 35. 45 issues, yeah. according to the script. I bet I have 30 to 35 yeah. issues of this. So, yes, I've read some. I haven't read a ton of them, but I've read a handful, and I've really enjoyed them. So, good news for your candy canes later on. Woo! All right, so this is one of those books I said earlier. I've totally bought it straight out of loan boxes. I didn't order any off eBay or anything like that. I, I just really went on a long crusade. It took me a long time to get them all, but it was a lot of fun. So 
For today's episode, I asked the boys to read Starman number two because it was a really good jumping on point. It gives a good summary of how he got his powers, but doesn't bog us down in it. It introduces a supporting cast and gives some really good action scenes. I also feel like it gives Starman some great character building moments where we can really get to know him and show what kind of hero he will eventually turn out to be. The Tom Lyle art, as always, is clean, and he really gives us some interesting page and panel layouts throughout the book. And here's a quick summary of this issue. Starman investigates the area where he was found by hikers, only to find the local sheriff doing his own search for evidence. Rather than get involved, he leaves, but not before he is seen and photographed. He then meets his sister to perform tests of his powers, giving us a full range of what he can do. Following the test, Will wonders what he will do with his powers and how he can get involved to do some good. When he sees a notice in a newspaper, he heads to the police station hoping to help them catch a serial killer. A report comes in over the radio about the killer being on the run. Starman leaves the station to chase after him. He rescues a hostage and captures the killer, earning the praise from the media. Meanwhile, Dr. Melrose checks on his subjects, the power elite, that had been intended to receive Starman's powers, during which we find out his true motivation for wanting to make his own superhero team. One of his assistants suggests hiring Bolt to bring in Starman for study, and the issue closes with Bolt taking the job. So, what did you guys think of the issue? Jared. I like this one a lot. I think it's a good choice for a Crusade Miss pick because, like you said, it's a good early flavor. Learn the learn the backstory without having to read all of issue one, which is basically the backstory. Uh, although issue one is good. I like how Starman is a hero trying to find himself and how he wants to be. It's not an automatic, I have powers, I'm going to be a hero. He's influenced by his sister, like you said. I also am a big fan of his origin about how the satellite was supposed to power all these other dudes. It got knocked off course as it hit a piece of space junk. That's a real thing. Double old. <laughs> that is a real thing. <laughs> That's not a term I just made up. And then the, the beam hits Will Payton and gave him all those powers. Meanwhile, they're still developing the powers of the power elite. So I love that setup because you're on issue two and you already know at some point there's going to be a throwdown between Starman and the power elite. It's a great way to set up his big adversaries. So I love the book. And of course, Tom Lyle's art. You can't go wrong. All right. Thank you, Jason. Well, yeah, I echo a lot of what Jared said. I usually rate these books by the humor, heart, spectacle, and art, as I think folks are pretty well aware by now. And I think for me, the big highlight out of this, well, two big highlights. One was Tom Lyle's art we've talked about already. But I think the heart of this story is what really got to me. I liked how he kind of wakes up and he has no idea, like, what happened to him. He doesn't have a heartbeat. You know, he has it urinated or defecated. <laughs> yeah, like, a TMI there. But. Yeah. But I mean, like, what is he? Is he a being of pure energy? Is he, did he die and is kind of a sentient zombie? I mean, you're kind of wondering the same way he is at this point in time. I like the interaction with his sister, his sister that comes and kind of helping him sort things out. I really like the interaction with the police officers. You know, some of them are like, hey, this is kind of cool having somebody that's, you know, nearly indestructible, super strong and can fly, you know, that can help us do this job. And then there are some that are like, well, you know, he's just a vigilante. And then as Jared alluded to, just the I've disappeared for several weeks. Now I can't get my clients back. I can't get a job. How do I explain this? Right. thought it was just really clever how they delved into all these issues that 
let's face it, a lot of times, you know, folks gloss over that to get to the action. But right. to me, I really enjoyed the, the heart and that attention to detail. Well, his mother kind of accuses him of just being kind of, uh, you know, unresponsible and just kind of, she alludes that maybe in the past he's been a little irresponsible. So that kind of gives you another moment where you can kind of get a feel for the dynamic for the whole family. So like I said, some good moments in there. All right, Delvin? It seemed that Will wanted to be a good person. And I like the idea of that. That's not always the case in comic books. Sometimes people get power and it goes into their head completely. Or sometimes they just completely go overboard. And even in this debut of his, issue two, but still debut, getting to know this character... He had an opportunity where he captured a, a bad guy. And the only thing that you could say that he did that was against the law was that technically the bad guy was in Mexico and he brought him back to the States. But he could have vaporized the dude. He had the power to do it. He could have turned the guy into particles and did not. He brought him back to the authorities. And that was one of the things that he made clear to the authorities is that I want to use my powers for good, which is, I don't know. Wholesome. It's, it's kind of cool. I think Roger Stern threw a lot of classic elements into the story. Kind of the Peter Parker thing about having the responsibility. They definitely went for the slow build. It's funny because it was an 88 book, 88, 89, 30, a little more than 30 years ago. And it seemed, of course, Roger Stern had been in a business forever. You can tell they were not in a hurry to tell this story. And nowadays, almost immediately, there have to be guns blazing. You have to get the audience's attention right immediately. And that wasn't Stern's case. And it's funny because when I first started reading, I'm like, this is kind of slow. And, and I wasn't fully into it, but... Well, a little bit of hindsight, you can see what Stern's doing. I mean, God forbid that anyone take a little bit of dang time to develop a story with a brand new character. And so I have a little bit more of an appreciation for what it is that he's trying to do. That sounds like 12 Candy Canes, Devin. Okay, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat, what do you think? Yeah, I kind of agree with everybody else here. This is a good character building series. And with this issue, you get the the quick backstory, as Jared had mentioned, and then you're right into uh, some really good character building moments in this issue. And it's a slow build. They just don't go in fighting like the big bad right away or anything like that. It's uh, testing himself. He's learning the abilities that he can do. He wants to help. And you see him going and building and building throughout this series, you know, and then eventually, you know, issues down the road, he'll get to meet some more powerful people, start to go, hey, there's something going on here. You know, the star man has got something, you know, we need to go check him out and see what he's up to. So I definitely liked the artwork as well in this. Also, um, you know, it opens up that big splash page on the first page, and then just the layouts through the rest of the issue. Great character moments, again, too, in the art, you can see uh, that help move the story along as well too been a a series that i've been grabbing when i see them in the bins as well trying to hunt these down i was trying to read along and follow along with aaron head moss on the starman manhunter hour that he does so i listened to that so i do have some background and understanding of what will payton is all about and again it to me it's i'm a story driven guy so i like the slow burn of this story that, because I know it's going to, it just builds and builds and builds and builds. 
So as a host, I'm going to jump in and just ask the question. Did you guys think that that when he dumps the serial killer out of the car, was that kind of an homage to the Superman? The first it appearance of Superman? It feel like that, yes. I think. I definitely thought. kind of got that vibe. Which I thought was cool. I'm not knocking it or anything, but I thought maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into it. But they did a pretty like, cool flash page with that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. looked really cool. Yeah, yeah. shot. Thought it was probably the best page of the of the book. Yeah, now it didn't strike me that way before, but yeah, with him dumping a car, that's very Action Comics one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw that, that was my first thought. Was like, that's a cool page, you know. If this was one of our long box crusade comics, that'd be the one I'm putting up on my wall. <laughs> Right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then I thought, this kind of reminds me of uh, Action 1. At any rate, back to you. Thanks for letting me hijack for a minute. Oh, no, thanks. I'm glad to hear you guys. It sounded like you all enjoyed it. It sounded like you kind of got the same thing I got out of it. It's a, I don't want to call it a character study, but it is a character build. Kind of really gets to know the guy. If you continue reading the series, there are going to be some moments, especially when it kind of crosses over into that event where he starts to interact with some other heroes and he's still really new about it. Got some really cool moments. All right, so thank you guys for your feedback. And now it's time to rate your interest in the series using the official Crusademus candy cane scale. On a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested and 1 being no interest at all, how many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of this title, Pat? Well, uh, like I said, I really do enjoy reading this, and um, I'm on my crusade yet to continue to finish this collection of it. So if anybody's out there, you got some, hit me up, let me know. (laughs) 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 You got any spares, I'll let you know what numbers I'm missing. Uh, You stay with me, Pat. I'll help you out. (laughs) Crusade, Miss Angel, please, please. Oh, he's Paul and Jason. Yeah, yeah I, I know this No, I'm tactic. saving. No, I got to save that. I got to save that for some of my Robotech toys that I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to save that for the big present, man. The big <laughs> present. So I'm going to give it a 10 candy canes. I will, you know, I'll see it in a bin. I've been picking it up, and that's that's how I've been collecting these. Outstanding, Jared. As you know, I score these on a scale of Connery, Moore, Dalton. He's a four. Blazing big. He's a four. Oh, he's Craig. a four. Anyway. <laughs> no, Jason has a whole scale. I, uh, I'm i with Pat. I would definitely say this is a 10. I've already pulled most of the collection out from the bins. I look forward to finishing it. I'm glad you brought it to the show. You really, really kicked me off to read some more. I definitely read one before I read two, and I realized I think I have at least the first full run of 20, and then it gets spotty after that, but... Uh, yeah, 10 Candy Canes, man. Great book. Lots of fun. Overlooked, but probably shouldn't be. All right. Thank you. All right, Delvin. I will keep it at a 10. Okay. I have to remember, I've had this discussion about the 90s, and this was pre-90s, and I think this was right around the time that Impact Comics came out. Right, Pat? 92. Okay. Right around the same time. This feels like it could have been an Impact comic, but this was... Mainstream yeah. DC universe, and, and it takes a lot of credit to introduce a character like that into mainstream universe. Because I mean, with issue two, especially, they could have you know tried to bring a Batman in or Superman immediately to try and boost it. And they didn't. They are taking their time and building a, a good story, and I think that is courageous. And I'll have it out of ten. Nineteen ninety one. I will say, you see how you're talking about the time period. To me, it's a different story and a different character, but it has kind of the same feel as Checkmate from about this time. Pat, what do you think? With Checkmate as well? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of has that kind of feel, maybe the look of it. It's kind of that that Checkmate feel. Mm -hmm. You know that series that you guys did on Crusade a couple years ago and y'all made me go hunting? Yeah, that one. (laughs) 
Yep. No, yeah, definitely. I think I I got it scored out here. Humor. I think that was kind of the weakest link of it. Not a whole ton of humor in there. I did chuckle a couple places. He burned this man. Come on. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to be honest. I got a little uncomfortable with with the blackface and the cultural <laughs> appropriation. So I was like, oh, I can't really laugh at that. Um, so I gave that one a one. Uh, heart, like I talked about, I gave that a full three. I thought that was all there in spades. Spectacle, lots of good spectacle. I really liked the costume. I liked the energy of the book. His chase with the serial killer was cool. I gave that a two. Would have been a three if we could have seen him go against those other uh, super villains there that they introduced, I think. But I landed at a two there. And then Art, we talked about Tom Lyle. He gets full three. Every panel looked great. Told the story well. Laid the story out perfectly. Pretty much flawless victory. And then I'm going to give one bonus point to you, Dave, for bringing the energy to the book. We really appreciate that. So that's going to land me at uh, three, six, eight, nine, ten. Ten candy oh, canes. Tens all ten the way around the house. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll, I'll wow. take it, guys. I appreciate it. Coming out strong. So let me just give one last recommendation for this series. I would definitely, definitely encourage everyone to read the rest of the Roger Stern and Tom Lyle run. They go to about issue 12 or 15. There's a really cool Batman cameo that comes up with Blockbuster 2. And there's also a really cameos when they go into the invasion event. He has a lot of interaction with some other heroes. The whole series is great, but if you don't do anything else, make sure you get all the ones that Stern and Lyle did. Uh, They really brought their best to this book. Well, thanks, Dave. Thank you guys for having me. Well, that will wrap up day two of the 12 Days of Crusadeness. We'd love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show, or if you gave one of our recommendations a try, let us know what you think about it. You can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade, or you can email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com. And if you want to hear more from our special guests, where can they find you out on the interwebs, Dave? I am just old Ben one on the Twitter. I'm always... Sometimes available to chat. I try to be. And yeah, you Always can catch him here here a couple times on our Saturday matinee theaters every once in a while. I do and love that show. Well, and if you're loving Crusade Miss and you didn't get a chance to listen last year, or you just want to hear more from Crusade Miss, if you scroll back far enough on our feed, you can find all the episodes from Crusade Miss Past, 2019, 2018, and if you moonwalk back far enough, even <laughs> 2017. <laughs> you're sweet. <laughs> you're the Christmas one. This week going down chimney. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is from under the tree here in the festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios. Until then, DJ Cristados, play one of my favorite Christmas jams. Wicked, 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 wicked. Christmas is the time of year. What a wonderful feeling Watching the ones we love Having so much fun I was sitting by the fireside 
Taking a walk through the snow Listening to a children's choir Singing songs about Blessed way that he came to of us Why can't it remain? Oh, through the years Each day the same And that's what I That spirit of Christmas
All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. So, who's hosting this crusade? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Pay up, boys. Pay up. He has no idea. He has no I told you he wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> is, it, is it my turn? No. <laughs> it must be me. If I... Pay up. I told you he wouldn't remember. <laughs> I had faith. You, I told you not to. For no Jason, reason. Delvin even gives him a chance to say something. And... Yeah. I counted him out, and I was correct. I was like, he's not going to remember. So I, n- I don't remember because you never told me. <laughs> it's on the calendar. It's not on the calendar. Uh-huh. It wasn't on my phone anyway. I uh-huh. just looked, and it said, 12 days of crusadiness. Uh-huh. Then click on that, and then see what the details say. Ah, that's too many clicks. <laughs> I appreciate the informalness that you guys show around me because I know y'all are all professionals. That's right. <laughs> I earn my pay. Anyway, make them hear it, make them feel it, make them believe it. Here we go. And if somebody's interested in getting me something, St. Patrick's Day is coming up pretty soon, right around the corner. <laughs> That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. I baked you a corned beef brisket with some cabbage. Mm. I got uh, you six potatoes in a Guinness. Of course, you got to remember we were recording this in April, so you might not want it now. <laughs> And I just drank your Guinness, so I got you six potatoes. (laughs) What's up, Lisa? (laughs) Since it's Christmas, I got cheese balls for everybody. (laughs) If you eat enough of it, you'll get binded up. That sounds like fun. (laughs) Bounded up. Speaking about bonded up, I can tell you about Omaha. You know, I don't think our friend and advertiser, Tim Benson, wants to be associated with <laughs> They obviously don't know about this part of the show. 